We're moving on to 2021. everyone. This is Anita Joyce here with Kelly Wilkness, and this is Decorating Tips and Tricks, episode 448, 2021 Trend Alert. And we are on to the trends for next year. Forget 2020. We're done with you. Trend alert with exclamation point. So yeah, we're going to have some great ideas for what you can add or avoid <laughs> as 21, 2021 comes down the pike. But right now, we're probably all doing a bit of Christmas decorating. Are you doing any Christmas decorating, Anita? Oh, we had so much fun. Evie and I put up the trees and uh, and then Evie put up, you know, she's this is her first year to be teaching. She's a student teacher and she, uh, one of the trees that, that I had here, because, you know, you and I have several trees. I don't know how this happens, but it just does. Uh, but she took one of those to school and decorated it and the kids were just going nuts oh. over, uh, over the tree and they're just so excited for, for Christmas. So, yeah, so I'm... She's getting in really into the spirit, so am I. Isn't that wonderful? Especially with the year everyone has had. I'm I'm seeing my neighborhood light up with Christmas mm-hmm. lights and decorations. Houses that never had Christmas lights from year to year all of a sudden have like full blown icicle lights and stuff going out. <laughs> yeah. They're bored being I at think home. people are either going absolutely crazy or mm-hmm. taking a pass. I don't think there's a middle road on the holidays this year. Because of uh, COVID, there may not be a lot of in, people may not be doing in person things. But what? But driving through the neighborhoods, looking at the decorations, it's just made for that. You can just stay in your yeah. car. So I think everyone feels comfortable doing that. So I think that I think that's going to be big this year. Uh, we did something, or well, let me just say, I did something here this year that we haven't done in a while. I went deep into the traditional red and green Christmas colors. I didn't didn't expect it to happen. I was pulling out the bins and the bin with all the red stuff came out first and I opened it up and I just felt, oh, nice and cozy. And I said to the girls, I'm like, I think I'm going to do reds and greens. And they were like, yes, do it. You haven't done traditional Christmas colors. You know, really? They were excited about that. They were excited. Maybe the neutrals and the golds and the silvers really didn't float their boat. Oh, you have. See, we have a tree with pink and purple ornaments on it. And it's very popular. I bet that it's very popular. So we're going hardcore red and green. I pulled out the vintage stadium blankets that I have that are red and green plaid. I threw one over the table. I've got a little pine tree in a sap bucket and red shiny brights on everything. So I'm really enjoying it. So I think that's maybe the comfort and the cozy that we needed this year. Hey, something really exciting that we wanted to share with everyone before we get into the excitement of the 2021 trends is that... We are the number one home and garden podcast in a lot of places you might not expect. So we wanted to give a shout out to everyone in Nigeria, Argentina, Saudi Arabia, Lithuania, and Oman, because in those places, we are number one, Anita. (laughs) 
<laughs> thanks for listening. Thank you to everyone and welcome. We are so glad that you're listening. Uh, we get this information from a company that we are signed up with that gives us stats uh, outside of the United States. So mm-hmm. it is really wonderful to see where we're being listened to all over the globe. And we are co- absolutely honored to be number one in these places. Email us and let us know that you're out there wherever you're listening from. Yes, yes, we love to hear from everybody. So you're ready to get into it? I am. I am. What's the first trend alert that you learned about for 2021? A multi-zone kitchens. Mm. And this is, well, people are home. They're not going out as much to eat as they used to. Some places you can't go out to eat. Uh, You can here in Texas, but uh, people are cooking at home more. So, I mean, they're looking for uh, larger kitchens and zone areas where you can maybe have a baking area, a prepping area, a chopping area, and really room for the whole family to be helping out with a meal. And I love that idea, and I love it when my family gets together, and I love it when we cook together. So I think room for that, and then when I say multi-zone, it can also refer to a snack station. We have a kind of a coffee bar tea area in our butler's pantry, and you know that's where I have maybe some little cookies. And actually, I just got, I don't know if you saw them at Trader Joe's, those chocolate stirring sticks for your coffee that kind of melted your coffee. Ooh, that sounds that's good. That's where those are. So uh, yeah, so and then maybe an area for homework or work work. Uh, so you know, you can imagine that this is something that's really needed now with everybody being home. Yeah, the saying too many cooks in the kitchen is pretty much out the window. There are not only a lot of cooks in the kitchen, there's just a lot of people in the kitchen doing a lot of things because obviously it is the center of the home. I thought it was interesting the way the the trend was being sort of interpreted that they're saying the traditional kitchen triangle is Mm -hmm. really becoming sort of a trapezoid. Well, you know, it might be becoming an octagon. There's just so many things that you need to be doing in that space. Um, Mm -hmm. And so how can you implement that? Well, if you don't have an island and you have even a little bit of room, you can get one of those freestanding islands or maybe Mm -hmm. get um, a thrifted piece, a a piece of furniture, a dresser, something like that, a table, Anything to add to the kitchen to give another horizontal workspace could be really useful. And obviously, if it's a thrifted item, you could paint it. You could do all sorts of things to jazz it up and make it work with your cabinetry and things like that. Or maybe just clear off an area that you have had more decorative items on on your countertop. Maybe it's time to make that into your coffee bar area. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Maybe it's Mm -hmm. a a time to sort of revisit what's there. Like, oh, I have these Mm -hmm. canisters there, but I never really put anything in them or, you know, there are batteries in them or something like that. Mm -hmm. If you clear that away, maybe that would be additional space for somebody else to be making their lunch at the same time that you're making your own (laughs) or someplace for somebody to do some work. Maybe you set up a small uh, table or get a, a little mini a desk from someplace, you know, even from a children's Mm -hmm. section, a pottery barn or something like that. Maybe there's room in an area in your kitchen to slide something like that in. So rethink your space and see how you can optimize it. I think that's a great idea. And the house we were in before, there was no island in the kitchen. And I bought a freestanding 
island that had kind of a stone top and it had kind of some metal legs and it had shelves. So it was great. And we ended up using it, even though it wasn't big, it was great to have. So there was like another chopping area or somebody could be doing some uh, work on some of the meal while I was in another space. So I think that is a great thing to do. And I know you work on that table, but if somebody's taller, they're going to want a something that's the right height, which is the problem with using something vintage or antique. Often it's not the right height, but you know, if you can adjust it, if it's the right height, then, then fantastic. Because I love the look of, of the old pieces as an island. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't do as much work at the table, like kitchen work, bowls, stirring and chopping and things like that. Usually I'm on the counter for that, but I find that the table is just so useful because everybody, well, they eat at it, but I do work at it. Other people are coming down and doing work at it. So it really depends on Yes, how tall you are <laughs> and, what your need, and what your needs are. But it can all work. And you may, even if you think, oh, I have the smallest kitchen, you know, it's a galley style or something like that, look around. You might be able to find something that will work. Yeah. What's the next trend? The next trend that people are really honing in on is task lighting. You know, we discuss lighting all the time. It's so important in your decorating, but it's really important in now when everyone's working home to have not just beautiful lighting but lighting that is going to be functional so task lighting might be missing in your home it's missing in a lot of people's homes because you were out doing other things in other places (laughs) and you didn't need task lighting so what could task lighting be well sconces can be used as task lighting Mm -hmm. under counter lighting in your kitchen could be Mm -hmm. task lighting um swing arm lamps that can sort of adjust yeah or the accordion ones that can kind of pull out so you can push them back when they're not in use and but if somebody's Mm -hmm. sitting they can pull them out they can direct the the light so it's really shining on the material that they need to read or something like that some really nice floor lamps i bought from ikea a few months ago uh, for our guest room because there's not room for nightstands there and i put those up to use as 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 some night lighting, you know, when somebody's sitting in bed, but it has the arm that comes out mm-hmm. that's adjustable. And so it, yeah, it's really nice to have that light there and it's right by the bed. So you don't have to walk all the way to the other side of the room to turn the light off. Oh, good. Maybe you can link that one if they still have it, because I think that might be useful for people, especially yeah. at Kia, good price point. It was a very good price point. Another thing that you might want to consider, and I just did this with a client, she had sconces in her family room. She's got three boys home, one's in high school, two are in college, working, the husband's working home. They have a small family room, and there were two sconces that really hugged the wall and then the sofa in front of it. So they really were not useful. They could be sort of mood lighting on a dimmer in the evening, but they weren't going to help anybody see what they were doing. And there was just one bulb in each of them. But we really didn't have the room. So what we did was get a another flush sconce but with three bulbs so if you have a sconce right now and it only has one bulb there are plenty of things out there that have additional bulbs and so she really tripled the amount of light that she had in this room which also has no overhead light with just changing out the sconces right and when you're setting this task lighting up be sure you have the right wattage bulb in there and the right type of bulb because some have a yellow light a blue light so make sure you've got that right and for example if you've got some lighting in your bedroom 
you're going to want something incandescent that's kind of a more that has the yellow tint so it doesn't wake you up you don't want that really bright blue led light that's going to just you know shine in your face and wake you all up uh, as you're trying to go to sleep and looking looking at, at your reading before you go to bed so the next uh trend that i saw was rejuvenating your bathroom and you know we've talked about people are home all day now and they're reassessing their homes and kind of investing in them because now they're there all the time and they're noticing oh I don't like this or I don't like that or this isn't really working for me so uh, it looks like uh, from some of the research I'm finding that a lot of uh, people that are redoing their bathrooms are doing it so that it's more of a rest and relaxation station not just a place to uh, take a shower and run so yeah. they're putting in steam showers, aromatherapy shower heads. So I thought that was interesting. You could just put a you could just put a diffuser in there. I don't think you need the uh, shower head. That seems like an overkill. But yeah, there's a place people are you know having a, the the trays on the tub where you have a place to put your wine glass or a a teacup or something. And uh, yeah, it's apparently it's much more of a hangout spot, which I am all for. Yes, a lot more self-care is going on rather than, you know, race again, which I'm usually always doing. Even when I'm working at home, I don't I'm always in a rush. I'm like <laughs> jumping into the shower, jumping out. I never say, oh, I'm going to go in and have a leisurely time in the shower. It's like, oh, I'm jumping in, I'm jumping out, I'm quickly blow drying my hair. So I should really take a, a listen to this and maybe incorporate some things that would give me a little bit more calm, a little rest and relaxation in the bathroom. If you're interested in redoing or updating your bathroom, you should listen to episode 442, where we discussed lots and lots of ideas about updating bathrooms. Yes, and we should link to the previous 2021 trend episode as well, so you can kind of get both of those. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One trend that I really like, and we recently discussed this. I don't know, remember if it was a listener question or maybe it was in conjunction with the bathroom update, but fewer grout lines because the trend is <laughs> tending towards oversized rectangular tile. Well, I love that for the floor and I have one foot by two foot tiles in my bathroom. And I, so I have that in one bathroom, the other bathrooms I went small I went to the hex tiles but uh, yeah I love that look it's really nice and I'm with you I'm not so crazy about the grout lines either so this is a really nice look yeah and it really would visually expand the space as well if it's a small room I think putting the larger tile might give the sense of it being a bigger room I have the hex tiles I love them they they go with the age of my house Mm -hmm. but if I was ever doing another house which maybe I will someday soon. I don't know. <laughs> I've always got some idea in the back of my head. I think I would definitely try to avoid grout in in any way that I could. So going with the oversized tiles is a good way to be doing that. You know, as we always say, I wouldn't go crazy with the design on the tile. I would still stay mm-hmm. very classic and mm-hmm. neutral and simple. But yeah, maybe just the larger size would be a good idea. Yeah, you want to add some oomph in the room? Put a beautiful rug in there. And that's a way to add some color and to add some uh, interest and some pattern. So, and then when you're bored with it or something happens to it, you get rid of it and get something else. Yeah, so that 
that makes it much easier. So you know how we do like a base of neutrals, and then we like adding color. Uh, browns and beiges are hot, hot, apparently. <laughs> that seems like sort of an oxymoron. Beige oh, hot, no, hot. Beige and brown. Beige I know it's so hot. I know. I, isn't that weird? I, I was kind of weird when I read that. I thought, I don't think of beige and brown as being smoking hot. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, apparently, they're, uh, well, at least there's a prediction that they're going to be popular. And I think it's more of a, a kind of a backlash with all those cool grays. You know, there's still a lot of houses that got painted with a lot of those cool grays that don't age well yes and people wanted gray so badly and they they didn't listen to our episodes and they went out and they did bought gray paint and they painted and it turned out to be cold or too blue or all that and so maybe they're not unhappy about that and maybe that's the people that are now going back to the beiges but I think it's all part of what we've collectively gone through now people are looking for comfort and warmth yes because they're home a lot more but also just because you want a hug and a a a steely gray room is not giving you a hug. It is a look or a really, really, really pure white sometimes is not giving you a hug either, depending how you've you know decorated with furnishings and whatnot. But a warmer color, like earth tones in general, I think are really going to be prevalent for 2021. So yes, beiges, browns, and others. Yeah, they're definitely warm and that is a cozy feeling to have the warm colors but I mean my personal opinion I'm not so sure about the brown I think maybe beige although I don't know I I could live another 20 years and not see another beige wall in my life and I'll be happy yeah I'm not gonna go beige and I I think brown is very hard like you know we talk about that na- that navy room that you want to do that you know that library type of room in the deep deep navy and we we ooh and ah about that hail navy we love well i could see a really great chocolate brown but oh, it well, would that's true. have to be a really great chocolate brown and mm-hmm. it would have to be in a room like that well i'm with you on that one i i think i could do that but, but a kind muddy, of not terracotta brown no, I, I don't want to even say it, it but it the, the poopy browns. They're poopy. <laughs> They're poopy browns. They just are. You went there. Well, and you, you know, you know, I have a problem with that. I have like a a, a poop phobia. <laughs> you said toilet Thank you so me. many times during the <laughs> other episode about bathrooms. It was about a bathroom. I thought you were over it. But I want to. I want to go there so other people don't. Because let's just call it what it is. There's a lot of poopy browns out there. So be careful. <laughs> Okay. And Let's when you think about legs. putting it on a wall, that's a lot of poop. So just don't even do it. <laughs> oh. Okay. Do you, do you need me to talk for a little while now? You can't talk. <laughs> yeah, I'm a little bit clipped. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Well, more color is definitely on the horizon. But just be careful about what you're picking, you know, as we always say. You want yeah, neutrals yeah. are nice. There's a lot of great colors out there. Maybe just take pause uh, with the beiges and the browns. Yeah, don't jump on that one too fast unless yeah. you just love those colors. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, things we've talked about, I think, in the other episode too, about rethinking the open floor plan. That is definitely something that's happening for 2021. Mm-hmm. I don't know what people are going to do that have open floor plans if they decide they no longer want one. That's a tough solve. 
Well, I don't see them going away, but I think what I see is people wanting one room, you know, or some rooms that can be, maybe there's a sliding door that you can pull or something so you can petition a room off for quiet. But I still love the idea of open concept, but I, I'm, I'm with you though. You can't have two people doing a Zoom conference call in the same room or a phone call and a conference call. And then actually I have had a request at my house to mm. do something with the background because apparently a certain somebody is going from audio calls to video conferencing and apparently my vintage dishes on the wall <laughs> do not present a very professional backdrop. <laughs> You have to get the faux law books that everybody stands so, in front of. I don't know what I'm going to do. He may just have to go to the study. There's Yes, there's books in there. So I'm just kind of, I just said, can't you just move your seat around to a different place? Because he's like, oh, I think this is going to have to go. And I'm thinking, well, aren't there other solutions? Can't you just sit in a different, move your chair around to the other side of the table? Well, but that apparently was not... You know. Well, this is one of the trends that I've talked about, and I wasn't even going to bring it up, but Zoom backgrounds, I mean, yeah, this is what people need, right? Whether it's Zoom or some other type of video conferencing, people are really thinking about another reason to listen to our podcast, how to create vignettes, how to create a space that looks nice on a, a video, uh, you know, add a plant, put a few mm -hmm. things that are different sizes around you, get the clutter and the, the piles of papers away from you, have something nice behind you. I mean, I would think people, I mean, do people really care? Couldn't you just do one of those fake backgrounds? You know, I mean, well, obviously don't yeah, put yourself on people... a beach somewhere, Kevin, but mm -hmm. you know, do something professional behind yeah, you. Some people do. Yeah. Well, yeah, but some of those secure video conferencing, you know, they're so weird. All they're just all they care about is security and they don't care about, you know, really nice backgrounds. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's an option in his software. But yeah, we'll we'll figure something out. Well, he doesn't care, but he cares enough to say that vintage dishes aren't cutting it. So I don't know. I mean, he cares. We have to figure this out. Yeah. Lighter wood tones are also on the horizon. Now, to me, this kind of rubs up with the brown furniture coming back, but we'll see. Again, mm -hmm. these are things we're reading. These are predictions. We're not there yet. We'll see. Mm -hmm. But um, they're saying, especially using uh, these beiges and browns and different earth tones, that the lighter wood you know, obviously would look nice with that rather than having all brown, dark brown furniture and having these brown walls. So that might be something that you want to look into. Lighter wood furniture is pretty. Yeah. And, and the other thing that I'm seeing is pergolas. Yeah. So, and I think, and I wondered why a pergola, but the answer is obviously it's to extend your living space to the outdoors and a pergola is a much more affordable way to add some outdoor space. So you're not having to build a structure. You're not having to build a roof. You're just doing the pergola. So it's a, it's a more affordable and quicker than actually building a structure, a, a more you know solid structure. So I think that's why that they are popular. So that's something that would be nice to do in a day or two. But you know I don't know. I just don't think they provide enough. My opinion they. I never got the pergola thing because uh, unless you have well-grown, you know, some really uh, mature vines on it, the, the sun just goes right through it. 
Yes, the sun will definitely go through it, um, you know, certain times of the day, wherever it is. But it does give you the sense of another space to be in. And maybe you put a small, if it's tall enough, you put an umbrella, you know, over your Mm -hmm. table or something out there. I have worked with several clients since this whole thing began in expanding their outdoor space in very economical ways. Mm one couple did a deck and then they did the the awnings like the sliding fabric awnings in the pergola roof Mm -hmm. so they could pull them out and shut them Uh, another couple did one of those retractable awnings which have really gotten a lot better looking uh and it kind of once it goes into the the fascia of their house you can't even tell that it's there but people really wanting to get that extra square footage and also to be able to have a little bit of space where you can entertain comfortably because you're outside um my one couple that I was working with they specifically did it because she was bringing her mom over a couple times a week from the nursing home and the nursing home wouldn't let her go in her house oh my goodness so she would have to sit so they would sit outside so they this is where the awning came in and and then we did these beautiful seating and they were so happy at the end of it because for themselves you know going forward and for this situation right now they really expanded their living space so it's a wonderful thing to do to grab some of your outside space in any way you can whether it's a small patio and you put up an umbrella you know for for now for 2020 or into 2021 when things are going to be all better and (laughs) we don't have to worry about this all you'll still have the additional square footage when COVID is over, I think all the stuff that we're talking about, it's not bad to have functional spaces for more people in your kitchen and flexible spaces where you can op- close off certain rooms so that they can be used for uh, videos or whatever. I, I And a pergola outside. These are all nice things to have, even if you aren't stuck at home all the time. So I think these are, are great ideas. And the other, you know, thing that, that uh, you know, we're seeing is, is the space need for a place for home offices and it may not be a room it may just be like you said a nook in the kitchen so I think that's something that is uh for people building new houses I think that's definitely something that they're going to be thinking about is uh if everyone is stuck at home now or some point in the near future uh how would you accommodate them Yeah, I don't think there's any going back. I think what we have gone through and how everyone has had been forced or enjoyed rethinking their home and how it functions, I just think design is is definitely has been impacted by this situation and in a good way. Because people Mm -hmm. are really analyzing their space. They have the time to be there. They're looking at what's going on. And if they have the the ability and the means, they're making changes that make their home function better for them. So their home is serving them and serving all of their needs. And I, you know, who knows who's going to be going back to an office anymore? I mean, imagine the savings for these companies if they don't have to have all this office space. You know, obviously that impacts other parts of the economy and all of this. And that's a whole different discussion. But I think there's going to be a lot of people working from home for the long run. Well, I agree with that. And honestly, I anticipated something like this happening where people were working more from home several years ago and I thought well I guess I was off on that because it just didn't seem to be any movement that direction and all out of the blue it's just boom we're there you uh, called I, that trend years ago 
Hello. Well, I just seemed, well, I just mean it seemed obvious that people could work from home. So why weren't more people working from home? And the companies just weren't open to it at the time. But you were talking about the savings to the companies. You just think of all the clothes you don't need if you're going into an office. I just think (laughs) about the, I mean, the parking downtown Houston is, I mean, you know, this is just where we live, is very expensive. So if I had an office, I would probably maybe just want to be there maybe a day a week and then I would probably opt to be yes. at home the rest of the week if I could. Oh, I'm with you on that. Mm-hmm. So and so I think everything that we're talking about with these trends is f- reflective of what's been going on. And we just find that we need a sanctuary. We need that in our lives. We need a little self-care. And that is another reason why we are so excited to be partnering with Calm. It's an app designed to help you ease stress and get the best sleep of your life. It is so important to take care of ourselves and invest in our well-being during any time, particularly at times of anxiety. And this is what we're talking about with respect to designing our homes. And here is something you can have right on your phone that can help you at any time you need it. Calm has a whole library of programs designed for healthy sleep, like soundscapes, guided meditations, and over 100 sleep stories narrated by soothing voices like Stephen Fry, Kelly Rowland, and Laura Dern. Over 85 million people around the world are using Calm to take care of their minds and get better sleep. If you go to calm.com slash DTT, you will get a limited time offer of 40% off a Calm premium subscription, which includes hundreds of hours of programming. Get the Calm app and experience a transformation in the way you sleep. And not only in the way you sleep. I think Calm is a wonderful tool for helping you get to sleep and stay asleep, but it also has such great content. I have been enjoying these mastermind classes that they have on there, and you can listen to them as you would listen to a podcast. They are so informative. They're brought to you by trained professionals that are really respected in their field. I've listened to every one of them, I almost. I think I have Mindful Eating is the only one I haven't gotten to yet. But I listened to one on radical self-compassion, stoic wisdom, creative living beyond fear. And it's all part and parcel of the Calm app. So you're going to get all of this information as well as calming stories and just beautiful sounds, whether it's the sea or rain falling, you're absolutely going to love it. So for decorating tips and tricks listeners, I urge you to head over to calm.com slash DTT to receive your 40% off unlimited access to Calm's entire library and new content is added every week. So get started today at calm.com slash DTT. That's calm, C-A-L-M dot com slash DTT. Now, if you're finding that you need a little more help these days, BetterHelp is there for you. BetterHelp is convenient, affordable, and professional counseling given to you by licensed professionals. This is not self-help. It is real counseling. BetterHelp Online will pair you with a counselor. You can meet with that counselor in the comfort of your own home on your schedule. If you're having any issues, whether it's anxiety, job loss, grief, anything that is impeding your happiness or preventing you from reaching your goals, reach out. Go to BetterHelp.com DTT and you'll receive 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, 
H-E-L-P dot com slash D-T-T for 10% off your first month. Okay, so I want to predict a trend mm-hmm. and I want to debunk a trend that I've been reading about. Okay, let's hear it. Let's debunk first. I know since we've been doing the podcast, we have talked about this and laughed this off more than one occasion. The mod 80s coming back. That's geometric shapes, pop art, loud, bright primary accent colors, pinks and purples. There is no way that this is happening now. I don't know why they're talking about this. And there were some legitimate sites that were talking about, and the, the pictures that they had, you were like, oh my gosh, does Pee Wee Herman live in that house? Like, why would you want that? You know, like, is this from a Go-Go's video from 1982? Like, no, we're talking about things that you need calm and comfort and earth tones and bringing nature in and self-care. But and- that's not for everyone. Some people love lots of color. I don't think anyone's going to want the mod 80s the, uh, to come back well, they in their home. Well, they the mid-century modern, which I don't, it's not my thing, but a lot of people like it. I guess, but I, it's, but this is different. <laughs> it's, la- it's very bad. Okay, so I'm just going to predict, sure, are there a few people out there that might like this? And God mm-hmm. bless you, enjoy it. But I don't mm-hmm. think, because well, we're talking about trends, so this isn't like three people in the universe are doing it. Like a trend. I don't think this is a trend. Okay. But one do I, that I really think is no longer going to be this niche little trend that you hear about and then it kind of fades away. Grand Millennial. We called it back in mm, episode mm-hmm, 381 mm-hmm. on November 3rd, 2019. Grand Millennial, I think, is here to stay. It's got enough of the traditional pieces in it. It shows people how they can sort of do their traditional look with a twist. It's got the comfort of the granny look. And you don't have to go hog wild. You don't have to have doilies. What What is called Grand Millennial? I love that style. But I hate the name because it sounds like, you know, granny stuff. And I just picture stuff my grandma had in her house. Yeah, but think of your floral dishes and all of that. You know, what Kevin doesn't want to sit in front of. That's, <laughs> that's kind of Grand Millennial. I mean, you have, you have your French country and you've obviously made your own Cedar Hill Farmhouse style, mixing in rustic and a little bit of the Texan and all of that. Clearly, you have your own style, but there are pieces that could be very clearly grand millennial in my decor as well. You know, the chintzes that I love and things like that being pulled well, out. I like the style. I just don't like the name of it is what I'm saying. Well, think of it as grand, not grand, granny. I suppose. Okay. Yeah. All right. But I predict that is going to be a very, very mainstream trend. Well, yeah, I just, vintage and antique just never goes completely out. And I know it's kind of the lowest ebb I've ever uh, seen it at, but it's just so classic and so appealing that, uh, yeah, I think it's, I think it's going to go up and up and up, back up to, to really where it was. Right. And a hallmark of the Grand Millennial is the brown furniture. So we'll Mm -hmm. tell you again, Mm -hmm. when you can get out there and get yourself some really cheap brown furniture. Because it's not going to be cheap for much longer. Well, well well-made. Well-made furniture that might be priced well. How about that? 
Yes, I don't mean cheap furniture. I mean, you can get it cheap. (laughs) That's true. That's true. Not poorly made. Got it. Okay. So thanks to all our patrons, too. We wanted to give you guys a shout out. We really appreciate everyone that's been stepping up to the plate to support the show. So you can find out how to do all of that at our site. And we'll put a specific link in the show notes for anybody who would like to bless us with a little patronage. We'd really appreciate it. Absolutely. Are you ready for the hot topic? Yes. This is a goodie. Okay, this is Click to Houston, which is our Houston Channel 2. Uh, Amy Davis was doing a few weeks ago a series on DIY videos. And this one, actually, I got to work with her on a DIY where we did peel and stick vinyl tiles on top of ceramic tiles to give it the look of marble tiles. Now I'll include the link to that project. Um, Evie and I were actually there helping her do the project. And I mean, it was very fun, but, um, you know, I honestly am not that into that project as I am into the one I linked to. So I'll link to both of them. But anyway, that's how I ended up working with Amy and kind of got onto all of her DIY for the week. And this, but this one that we're linking to is a faux wallpaper uh, for your walls. And it's basically you find some fabric that you like and you can put it on your walls like wallpaper using liquid starch and you tack it into place and put it on with a liquid starch and the tacks kind of hold it in place until it dries. And then you cut off the excess and the seams are apparently, I mean, from what I could see, are very difficult to find. And you, you match it up just like you would wallpaper. And uh, the, I saw it in the, it was just very nicely done. It might be cheaper than doing real wallpaper. But of course, the benefit is uh, that it would be very easy to remove. And if there's any starch left on the wall, you can easily just get it off with a little you know, wet sponge. Again, it might be less expensive depending on the fabric that you choose. And I'm guessing because it's the fabric is thicker than wallpaper, you might be able to go over a wall that's not completely flat. I thought this was so interesting. I've seen, you know, we all have in higher end magazines where designers have used fabrics on the wall. And I always thought, oh, you know, that's just something you would have to have a team of people to be Mm -hmm. doing. You'd have to be Bunny Williams to have that done. But this kind of opens up a big opportunity for people to do you know we're not so keen on the accent wall but maybe you could try it on an accent wall or you do it in a small space and see how it goes maybe you get fabric that's on clearance or something like that the the woman in the article spent nothing on it it was like right now i will give a caveat she did say uh, not to use it in a bathroom. I think if it's a powder, oh, okay. it'd be fine, but not to use it in a room where you're taking showers and there's going to be a lot of steam in there. Oh, that makes I sense. Think it would start <laughs> coming off the walls and it would not be a good thing. <laughs> that would be bad. But they were saying they could. you could even use sheets. Oh, that's a good idea. And that those are massively sized, so you wouldn't need a lot of seams on that. I don't know. This is something I'm very interested in maybe trying. I was thinking a heavier material, maybe mm-hmm. a linen, and yeah. have it sort of act oh. like a grass cloth. Yes. Oh, that sounds wonderful. Oh, wow. Oh, that sounds great. Yeah, I would love to do this. But so what do you, you think? Do it first. If, yeah, mm-hmm. that's the thing. What, what do you think? If it went completely south... 
you think you just take it off the wall and you, you then you, you clean the starch off and it's as if you never tried it? I would think so. It's liquid starch. I mean, that's what you would use. Uh, you know, that's what they used in the old days to, uh, to when they were ironing. So I think uh, you're going to have to wash the fabric to get it off. But yeah, you just pull it down. You should be able to wash the fabric, use it for however you want it, and maybe just take a wet sponge to the wall. I think it's pretty reversible and wouldn't damage the wall or the fabric. My concern would be the edges too. I see. I know she said use an exacto knife. I had winced when I heard that. But how else are you going to get it exactly straight? So you might, if you did a really good job trimming it just right before you put it on, you might not need to trim. Right. Right. Well, I would say this is very interesting. Proceed with or caution. You mm-hmm. could put a little trim piece over the top. You wouldn't have to trim then. Yeah. Yeah. Just a little piece of quarter round or something, you know, nothing fancy. Yeah. It's really interesting. It could add a a lot of texture to a room. I think I would stay away from a pattern. I think it might be too hard because then you're kind of in the wallpaper. She did patterns and it looked great. Did she? She did. Well, then you need to look at the video again. Was there a video? I just read the article. Oh my god! That's the whole point. Is watch the video. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Okay, I read the article. I don't know why I didn't see the video. I'm going to go look. No, they all have videos. Yeah. Oh well, everyone has to watch the video. Yeah, and then the video that, that I did uh, for the news, uh, it's pretty funny because there's a whole montage of, of you know, it's, it was really very difficult to line that vinyl Oh, was your tile video in up. there too? Yes, it's on the one with the vinyl tile. I'll link to that. Okay, but so you didn't It was send just a montage of me okay. going, oh, ugh, ugh. <laughs> <laughs> it's just kind of funny <laughs> because we couldn't get it to line up. Oh. oh, no, that's so funny. Okay, what's your crush? So yummy and so easy. It's um, the Sunday Supper Tomato Soup by Ina. Love that woman. Oh. Oh, it's, it does it have cream in it? Oh, yeah, baby. It oh, does. I'm sure it's delicious. It's though. so good, but it's so easy. You know, tomato soup sometimes can just be the liquid, but this has a little bit more going on because she has oh, you do leeks yum. and onions and shallots. Mm. So mm. there's a bit of texture again with the texture a little mm-hmm. bit of texture in there it's a little mm-hmm. something something going on we did grated parmesan on the top and i'm growing this basil oh. outside so we put a little basil on it it was absolutely delicious oh. so i can link to that there's not a lot of salt in the recipe and i am kind of usually a heavy hand with the salt so i but i followed her instructions so you might want to salt it like mm-hmm. per mug Tomatoes or bowl need salt yeah, she doesn't put she put some, but not too much in there. And then mm-hmm. I did something she didn't say to do, but I had read about this before. I happened to be at the end of my Parmesan cheese and was at the rind. So I tossed the rind in there too. And I really think that added a depth of flavor. Mm. Oh, wow. That sounds Not wonderful. that I would try to improve on IG and any of her yeah. recipes, but the rind is was a good idea in fact maybe she gave that suggestion another recipe some other time but it really did because then we we had the soup the next day and it was even a little bit heftier and good well my crush is also a recipe so apparently we've both been cooking now this one it it takes a little bit of work it is a gluten-free orange chicken so you know a chinese orange chicken Mm -hmm. and uh it was I was a little, it was, I was kind of torn after I finished it because it was kind of a lot of work. So I kind of like wanted it to not be good because I, <laughs> <laughs> You're like, is this a keeper? Oh, darn it. 
<laughs> I know, but I, I knew when I tasted it, I, I mean, I knew it was going to be good when I saw it. And then around the table, there was, oh, yeah, this is great. This is like you get at the restaurant. So it was, it was you know, two thumbs up on it. It's really good. Uh, and it's, a, you know, it, it's breaded, but it's gluten-free. So it's mm. got rice flour and cornstarch on it and, you know, egg uh, at, that you kind of make the batter with. And, uh, yeah, it was really delicious. But you don't have to grate any orange peel, so I guess that's a plus. But you do have to grate some some um, ginger. But it was the, the flavor was just delicious. Oh, that sounds good. My, my girls love that too. So, yeah, I'm going to. I'm going to watch the video and I'm going to get the recipe. Yeah, this one has a, this one has a video. There's a video actually for the orange chicken too, I think. Oh, wow. I've got a lot to watch. I mean, there's a lot of photos. I can't remember if there was a video because I looked at so many recipes, but this one definitely has several steps, but it is well worth it if you don't mind doing that. We've got the time. Why not? Let's do it. Okay. Well, there you go. Okay. So we have a really good question today. And when I say good, all your questions are good and great and wonderful. But it, I think it really will uh, pertain to a lot of people in a lot of situations. It's not very particular to uh, anyone's room or whatnot. So our listener, Ramona A., she and her husband inherited a Spanish-style home from her mother-in-law. And was just really wanting to refresh it and bring it back to life, and they're going to use it as a rental property. So Ramona writes to ask, can she paint everything inside white, and is there sort of a universal white, a go-to white, and you know, in her particular situation, to sort of go with the red tiles and the black metal accents that you would typically find in a Mediterranean home. So she was very funny to uh, Ramona, and I assume your mother-in-law wouldn't be listening to this if you inherited her house, but she said that her mother-in-law uh, chose whites that were dental office blue whites. <laughs> and, <laughs> and that really just says it all, doesn't it? Like everybody can sort of conjure that white in their mind. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. just really not a livable white. So Anita, what do you think? Oh, absolutely. I think so. I think you, in fact, I love the idea of a cohesive color throughout the house. And uh, yeah, I think you're going to want something that's a little bit on the warmer side, though. I don't think you're going to want something that's, like you said, like a bright white. Um, There's uh, a very warm white we used on our house called Natural Choice on our woodwork. And it's just a very soft white and it's not too stark. So I think that's certainly an option. But I know a neighbor painted the woodwork on their house. I mean, it's it almost glows. It's so white. And it just it's kind of blinding. And I was just, wow, that's really, really white. <laughs> yeah. So you really would not want that inside your house. Or I think it would just feel like it's attacking you or that you were being interrogated. You know, all you need is just a really strong spotlight in your face. And it would feel like you're in an interrogation room. I feel like you were in this house because this is sort of Ramona said the white was so bright it was painful in some rooms and oh, she was it's looking the same yeah, paint. <laughs> she mm-hmm. was looking for a white that wouldn't make her teeth hurt she's very funny <laughs> Ramona you're very funny so I really enjoyed your email and I did respond a little bit because I, I didn't know you know how quickly she needed this info but I said we would be answering the question in an upcoming episode and you would be ringing in but you said exactly what I said in the email. I would go with a warmer white, particularly if you're dealing with um, a home that has 
already some permanent features that tend to be warmer, like the red-tiled roof on a Spanish home. So yeah, I don't think there's anything wrong with painting the entire inside of the house one color. In fact, Anita and I were just doing a consult yesterday with someone, uh, another listener, and she has rooms that sort of are open to each other and flowing and we were saying go white because Mm -hmm. you know where are you going to stop one color and start the other so particularly in a home like that or certainly an open concept home and probably this older Spanish home is is neither of those but I think you could definitely paint it all white inside just maybe choose a different um, sheen for the any of the woodwork and you may not even have a lot of woodwork because a lot of the Spanish homes have arches and whatnot as the detail rather than actually framed out trim and whatnot so go for it Ramona I um my go-to white is simply white it's pretty pure but it definitely tends to be the warmer side so Mm -hmm. and then you could find other whites we did a whole episode on um white paints I have a YouTube video on choosing the right white paint so we can link to all that and Mm -hmm. that might be helpful as well yeah I mean there's so many good white paints so it really just depends on how warm or how cool you want to go Thanks so much for hanging out with us, everybody. I hope you're enjoying the lead up to the holidays of 2020. And now we've got a little uh, crystal ball on what's going on in design in 2021. Remember, we are here to inspire you to create a beautiful home. Until next time.